Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of the Snobonoka Scoop with myself, Ash, and James right here, giving you the weekly update in the world of WWE with Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. James, how's it going, man? Hello, young Ash. I'm doing good. Hello, Russell Gang. Hope we've had a good week and interesting, wow. to say the least. How's your week yeah. been? You been good? Yeah. Uh, what happened? Comic Con. That's obviously the highlight. So um, did Comic Con earlier this week. Um, went as Michael Jordan from Space Jam with the other crew members as well. We had a Taz and a Lola Bunny and. Um, it looked like fun. It looked like a lot of it fun. It was fun. It was really, really I, fun. <laughs> what I would say though, if I if I'm gonna surprise <laughs> you on anything, you're not oh, tall. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know that. I know I knew I knew the joke I knew the tall jokes were coming in already. Uh, <laughs> ironically I'm the smallest person in the group and I was Michael Jordan, so but you know, black man token privileges, I suppose. Factually inaccurate, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the photos that I saw, it looked it looked good. It looked like a good it, was, it was really really fun. There was actually one little kid that thought I was Michael Jordan. Yeah, he generally it thought was. I was Michael Jordan. So. I assume he was looking up. I yeah, guess. well, exactly. Yeah, he was like at my <laughs> my knees. So you know, <laughs> you got away uh, with that one. I got away with that one. Sky's the limit for me for that one. So that was fun. And you oh. yourself? Um, well, since we last spoke, I went to see Rita on Friday. That was a good show. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best show I've seen to date, actually. Um, yeah, I'm a big I told you you're getting a bit of a raver, aren't you? Um, a bit of a raver. I don't know. I mean, you haven't known me for long enough, but um, yeah, I'm a big pop fan. Um, I was actually I actually tweeted out today for me my top three things that I'm kind of dedicated to most in life is number one wrestling, number two music, and then number three being Arsenal Football Club. And um, we had a disappointing result last night, but um, kind of ruined it with the last one. But all right. I'm not dwelling on it or anything. It was just embarrassing. Because I did say at the start of a podcast a couple of weeks ago how excited I was that we got to the final. But, um, yeah, we're just pretty embarrassed from it last night. But at least I didn't spend a grand to get there. So we still have that, you know. And that brand can go towards next year's Mania. Or, or yes. um, I've also got a trip in between. And I'm going to Vegas to see Gaga as well. So um, that'll be fun. But, um, yeah, also in between um, that, which I want to talk about just at the top of the show, was a little a little small event going on in Vegas itself. You see what I did there? Um, yeah, good. Little, <laughs> you like that, didn't you? Um, called Double or Nothing, um, which is AEW's first um, event of any sort, uh, apart from press conferences. Um, what I would say, you haven't seen the show yet, have you, yourself? No. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm already getting slated for not watching NXT regularly, so I think I deserve to... I think NXT really, you know, <laughs> as a respect, I should watch NXT first before I go on to another uh, brand. Um, okay, seeing, yeah. seeing as I'm podcasting for, well, not for WWE, but podcasting about WWE, um, so I think NXT deserves that. But I, I do want to watch um, AEW. It does it looks fun? So many hours in the day, as they say. But um, no, I want yeah. just give you my two cents quick. Um, as you say, we are a WWE podcast. Essentially, that's what we want to talk about. But we can't avoid that this is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it was actually pretty good. Um, I yeah. say it was, okay, it was okay to good. Um, you know, I think it was a good starting point for them, and they definitely got my attention. Uh, 
I've just been kind of a, a little bit intrigued to see how it pans out as like their regular TV show when they go weekly. Um, I think they're going to be on TNT in America, like come October time or something. Um, and it'll be I'm not sure. I mean, ITV had the uh, had it had it on box office, so I don't know whether or not ITV have got the kind of weekly filming rights or recording mm. whatever. But um, no, what I would just say about it though, it was um, it was a good show. I mean, there was a little, there was only a little bit that I skipped because I didn't know who they were. It was like a, a Japanese section of the match that I just uh, of the card that I didn't understand. But um, just be interesting to see if they can keep up that kind of intensity week on week. Because um, there was a lot of hard hitting, there was a lot of big moves as such, and it's all right when you, you know, you pull those out at the equivalent of your WrestleMania or Big Four pay per view. But you know, once once you go on to a weekly um, TV show, we'll see what happens. But the only other thing I wanted to mention on it, without going into, you know, I don't want to do any match reviews or anything. I just want to say um, Cody's entrance, where um, there's like a, a throne that has skulls on it and stuff, very resemblant of like Triple H, basically. And then all of a sudden, uh, Brand, um, his wife hands him a sledgehammer, and then he smashes the throne with the sledgehammer. <laughs> you know, and it, like you say, you're laughing about it now. Um, you know, I just don't think they need to do that. I just think it was really petty. You know, do do your own thing. That's that's what AEW <laughs> should be about. AEW should be about doing your own thing rather than taking a stab at what WWE are doing. I mean, mm. WWE, they were saying that it, it came down to um, the Hall of Fame because they obviously gave Billy Gunn a little bit of a a, uh, a ribbing, so to speak, um, at the Hall of Fame. But I was like, they had to address the elephant in the room. They couldn't yeah. not, you know? But with this... What, Billy know, Gunn's with AEW? Yeah, he's a producer over there. And at the Hall of Fame, they said, you know, uh, thanks for being here, Billy, considering that you're all in, <laughs> you know, so they yeah, did yeah, yeah. a reference at AEW. But, um, yeah. you know, just just in the bigger picture of things, AEW, do your own thing. You know, don't be like, oh, come in for war, because as far as I understand it as well, they're not going to be on the same night as what WWE programming is going to be on. So it's not going to no. be war, you know, and for fans. What days are they on? Uh, so supposedly by the time they go on to TV, they're going to be on a Tuesday night, supposedly, and SmackDown would have moved to Friday by then. So um, yeah, but SmackDown's not moving to Friday until November time, right? Well, no, and that's not until AEW AEW don't go weekly until then. So, oh really? Oh wow! Yeah, so that's a long gap, really, isn't it, for their uh, first what, event till weekly shows? Show. Well, they do have another show in August, end of August, which will be all out. And they're going back to Chicago where they went for All In last year. <coughs> Technically, All In wasn't under the AEW banner. It was just an independent show. So um, they're going to do their second pay-per-view known as All Out at the end of August, as far as I'm aware. But um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, in WWE's immediate worries, put it that way. And I just thought it was a little bit petty from, um, from Rhodes to do what he did, you know. But it is what it was. And, you know... It was a, it was a fine show. Like I say, it was it was okay to good. Um, I enjoyed it actually. It was something different to watch, and I don't think there's anything wrong with watching and liking both products. You know, when it does go weekly, it doesn't have to be about one brand for me. As long as the content's good and it's entertaining, why can't you watch both? You know, but like I say, first and foremost, I'm going to be a WWE fan because that's what I grew up with and that's what I watch. So, yeah, that's that's my little um. My two cents on uh, AEW. Shall we yeah. start with Raw? Let's do it. Uh, so Kofi came out to demand Brock 
to cash in on his money in the bank. To which Seth Rollins came out sharing the same sentiments, demanding an answer from Brock on who he's going to cash out to. Brock then came out, however, um, with a slight twist in image, having a boom box as the briefcase, um, but still with no answers to Kofi and Seth. So, is there something more to bopping Brock, or is this a sign that creative has lost it? Um, I'll, I'll answer first. So, I didn't, I didn't like it in 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 that I thought that it was, I thought it was just cringeworthy. I'll, I'll be the first to say that Brock winning the Money in the Bank was a missed opportunity. Uh, to do something different, um, and that it was boring that he was the one that won it when so many of the great superstars could have won it, Andrade, Ali, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. I get it, but I don't know about I don't know about this direction. I thought it was a, a little bit ridiculous. Uh, when New Day's music came on as well, when he was, like, dancing, I actually got slightly, like, pissed off. I was like, what's going on? Is there going to be, like, a dance-off or something? Because it seemed to get a bit ridiculous. And then Seth's Music came on. Thankfully, none, none, neither of those two started dancing to the prompt of Brock. Um, so, yeah, I, I shared the exact same sentiments as Seth with him just walking out of the ring thinking, well, forget this, this is bollocks. The only thing I did like out of that was just the air guitar by Heyman, but I love everything that Heyman does anyway. So I don't know if that's really objective or biased, but um, I don't know. I just... I just didn't understand it. I don't know. Like you, you can be, you can be mysterious, or you can keep suspense without being ridiculous about it. So I just don't understand why they had to do that. But yeah, I don't know what you think. Um, I mean, I I hated the first hour of Raw this week. I thought it was dreadful. Um, Raw didn't start for me until the second hour. But I did make a little um, side note just on this: the fact that Brock actually spoke, and. Um, yeah. And Brock doesn't speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? They never, they never, ever, ever let Brock speak because it's no. going to, it's going to be carnage. Because he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be something ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean, I just don't like this whole aspect thing. Really, I think I think it's awful. Um, the fact that he's dancing around like an like an idiot. You know, it just it's just embarrassing, like you say. And I don't I don't know what they're doing. Creative is you know lost it a little bit in this sense um i did the only thing that that made me smile a little bit from it was the fact that brock and because of the because of who he is and like yeah. you know when you actually look at him he looks like a stupid person doesn't he because yeah. of like he's got a meathead and all the rest of yeah it's not meathead yeah gammon yeah. whatever it is he's not an attractive looking man is he and um, you look at him and think he's an idiot and um when he when he was like i've got a year to cash this in i was like Oh, you know what I mean, but that kind yeah. of made me that kind of made me smile a little bit, as if to say, okay, he's so dumb that he doesn't know how this even works. So that was the only real benefit to take away from it. But um, yeah. I was still in the mindset though of where they were both in the ring. I was kind of like, because I don't, because I didn't like this anyway. I was kind of like, get it, get it out. You know, just say like, all right, I'm going to cash in at at wherever against you. You know, just get it out of the way because then I can move on with my life. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> it's the equivalent of just sitting there waiting. For him to cash in and we're all gonna hate it when he does yeah. so um but yeah like i say the first hour of raw just sucked like in general i didn't i didn't like it um yeah i don't want to talk too much about that actually so. <laughs> move on. okay move on so, 
I mean, is this something that you're going to see? Because they've actually changed his the briefcase to a boombox. So this seems like it's going to be like a regular occurrence now of him right. doing this stupid gimmick. Yeah, it looks trash. And um, the fact as well, the only good thing from it is the um, is the kind of memes on online where people are putting different music to him done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen on Twitter. Yeah, it's the only like noteworthy, funny thing to come out of it, but it's oh, dreadful. There's some there's oh. some songs that I've I've heard and I can't even remember what they, but I've seen it on on um, Twitter. Some of the songs that they're playing over that he's dancing to. No, it's a real uh, mixture. What yeah. you said about taking uh, an air guitar in as well, that when uh, when Brock was like, what are you doing? Stop that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that was quite amusing too. But like I say, I would I would rather forget this whole scenario if even, <laughs> if even happening. Um, like I say, it's, it, to me, it just seems like impending doom because um, it's not exciting. It, it's it's filled with dread. I'm like, oh no, here we go. Oh no, you know. So for me, the title... Just get it out of the way. Get it done. And I, you know what? what I yeah, that's, I, 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 I absolutely agree. And I'll show you sentiments. Um, yeah. That it feels like it's just a band-aid that we're just really just waiting for it just to rip off. Yeah. Um, but what I don't understand is all of this bullshit of like, are, you, are, you, are, they, are they trying to, are they really think that we're stupid and naive? We already know that he's going to SmackDown. So what is all of this? I, yeah. I still don't understand keeping this charade of, oh, could it be, Kofi, or could it be um, Seth? And then at the same time, in plugging this stupid gimmick in with it, I just don't understand. I think I said last week that I thought that um, Rollins and Lesnar. I thought I saw a picture somewhere that suggested that that match was on for the Saudi show. So I yeah. kind of thought I kind of thought it was getting out of the way early. But the fact that they've gone, maybe they've gone back on that decision, or I don't mm. know whether or not it was the plans, But you know. The fact that we might have to wait now till October, November time for it to happen is distressing. Is probably a word I would use because it's like I say, it's impending doom, and not for like not for like a character and a gimmick. It's impending doom because you don't want it to happen. Yeah. It's frustrating as a fan, but yeah, it is what it is, and you know, I, I try and enjoy the show for what it is when I can. But like I say, the first hour sucked, and I hated it. Well, I mean, it wasn't until 29 minutes in Raw. Before there was even any wrestling. Actually, so, I, thought, I think it was later than that. I don't think it was that early. I think I thought I heard the. Was it? Yeah, I think it was about. I thought it was. I, I thought it was twenty-nine minutes. It was longer than that, was it? Yeah, I heard it was longer than that. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I heard it was longer than that. So, but do you have a problem with it taking at least, let's say, it was twenty-nine minutes? Do you have a problem with it taking at least half an hour before wrestling is even being done? Yeah, because. Or I'm, do you like the promos to set the tone in Raw? I, I think like you always have an opening promo, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like if you watch it live, and I, I'm not watching it live at the moment. But if you do watch it live, it's literally like promo break, promo break. You know, yeah, and it, it's yeah. hard to watch. It's hard to, especially at like one in the morning here. It's hard yeah. to stay up with, you know. And you think, oh, do you know? Let's have some, let's have some action of yeah. some sort. Um, yeah, and it just takes so long to get going sometimes. They really do stretch out that kind of extra hour that they have ahead of SmackDown, and it's um, oh, it's, it's just getting on my nerves. It's just so stress, like distressing, you know, for the wrong reasons as well. I don't think there's anything positive to take away from the first hour whatsoever. Because I can remember in the Bischoff era where Triple H used to come <laughs> at the start of every single Raw, it felt like 
<laughs> as soon as the raw the titles would go, you'd just hear boom boom, time to play the game. We're like, yeah, here we go. Triple H is gonna say something again for about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and I loved his promos. I, at that time I didn't it didn't bother me, but now it really bothers me that these promos are taking so long before any wrestling starts. Yeah, but then <clears throat> fast forward and you hear Triple H's entrance music here and you're like, Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it ain't bloody Shane McMahon's music hitting, because that's that's oh, becoming most that's becoming my most hated entrance music. Um, yeah, you should tell that to Lewis Capaldi. Oh, I was just about to mention that. <laughs> I didn't know you were aware of that. But yeah, like literally, yeah. he's um, BBC Radio One big weekend, would not he? <laughs> come out, he come out to Shane McMahon's music before starting to. So. That was quite yeah. funny. I enjoyed that. I, I didn't yeah. actually see the set. I only watched the opening of it, but um, that amused me. I, I, I would hope that he used it because he was a wrestling fan rather than using it just because, oh, I need a song about money. But um, yeah, yeah that, I don't know enough about him. To kind of no, yeah, I'd nod away. Yeah. Anyway, enough. we talk about something else. That isn't <laughs> <laughs> to get that sour taste out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. sure. With Nikki Cross tag teaming with Becky for the second straight week. Is this a sign for exciting times ahead for the duo? Um, seeing as it's women's wrestling, I'm going to let you one start. Now, now we're talking. Um, yeah, this is what... I, I don't know if you saw me put up a picture on Instagram this week of, like, I, I just took a picture of my collection of wrestling women's Yeah, wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I wasn't sure how many I had. To start Did I give it a like? I don't know. You might have done. Um, probably, <laughs> probably it would be a real. You're quite good, like you're quite good like that. But uh, yeah, Nikki Cross gave me a like as well. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I love this. Um, what's happening here right now? Um, one thing I would. Uh, so I've got. I've you know I've thrown in my side note. We kind of go, and this is on top. But um, what I just want to say about this whole angle. Um, so first of all, mm-hmm. I'm down the iconics uh, ring gear. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if you know about this about me about me, but um, purple is one, <laughs> and um, they're bringing. I, I would have never guessed, really. I'll be honest with you, James. Yeah, no. Although you, know, you wear it almost at every opportunity you can, I want. I, 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 I want to know. I'll, I'll try. Um, but yeah, she. They, they, I love them. They're, bearing in mind, they wear two different style gears. Um, Billy's got this kind of velvety stuff going on, and. Uh, Peyton is more like um, a generic kind of um, ring wear. But um, yeah, I love the colours of this. Um, this is probably the best ring gear I've seen since AJ Styles wore purple and black. <laughs> yeah. It was last year. I think he wore it at It was last year in Somerset. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out for, um, for wearing my colour. Um, it looks like Becky's testing the water with new finishes. Um, yeah. it's this week it looked kind of like a weird pump handle type rock bottom kind of deal which I'm not I wasn't sure about it didn't look like a finisher move to me it looked like a bit of a I don't know I'm not, I'm not really sure what it looked like it looked a bit off but um, I've been kind of pulling for her to get a finisher for ages um, I think she won last week off of a leg drop um, off the top rope so I can see that they're trying to do some new stuff with her um, what do you think about that did you so <clears throat> the question is: Is this a sign for exciting times ahead for the duo? Um, I don't know about the. Well, I don't no, know about the... Uh, Nikki. Sorry, before you get to Nikki, just wanted to know what you what your opinion was on Becky's new potential finish. Oh. Um, Did you notice yeah. it? Really? 
yeah, I, I didn't really know because it's not something that has been like, oh my goodness, and this is the Becky Slam or anything like that. It was just a yeah. finish that she used. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes if, if they know that that's something that they want to push as a finisher, they, they make a big deal out of it and I didn't think they did. And I'm well, not, not enough for me to take notice of anyway. So I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, something different. And then I'm not finished. even sure if it has a name, to be honest. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it, it does. Seem... But I'm just saying, I'm just spitballing. I'm, I, I didn't say that they used Becky Sam, but I'm just saying they didn't, yeah. they didn't highlight it for me to think, oh, okay, is this now a move that she's going to use from now on? So I think I kind of just was looking at it just generally as a match and thinking, oh, all right, different. So I don't yeah. I really have an opinion on it. It was just, just was just was, yeah, yeah, really. All right, so now that's kind of out of the way. Right. I'll speak quickly on Nikki. So uh, yeah, um, is a sight of times ahead for the duo. I don't know about the duo, but for Nikki Cross, yes, definitely. Um, well, I hope so because I like Nikki. Um, and the reason why I say I don't see it for the duo because I, I don't see WWE ready to give the spotlight take the spotlight off the man yet, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Becky is like a cash cow at the moment for WWE. Um, so, <clears throat> especially when she's champ. I mean, yeah, you've got Kofi as a champ and he's part of the New Day, but that's different. He was part of the New Day Yonkers before he became champ. But with the man as by herself um, and with her still as hot as she is, for them to make her part of the tag team, I don't think they would be ready to do that. Um, from what I can see, I just see it as their way of putting Nikki Cross over and getting her more attention. And the way to do that is by her tag teaming with Becky, which I think she deserves. Um, but then again, if it does happen with her tag teaming with Becky, I, I won't be disappointed. I kind of like the dynamic, strangely enough, like of the man looking down at her pathetically, but like with love or respect. It kind of reminds me of the Rock and Sock connection, kind of like how Rock used to look down on Mick Foley, even though they were tag team. <laughs> um, what okay. I don't understand, um, and you're going to be surprised about this, but you know, I'm trying to be objective as I can, is that what I don't understand is why it's coming to the expense of the Iconics. Now, I'm not a fan of the Iconics, and you guys who have listened every week, and you especially, James, know I'm not a fan of the Iconics. But it just doesn't make any sense to have tag team champions that won it at WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all, to now be jobbing for Nikki and Becky week after week. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, like, are they going to defend the titles eventually or not? Like, what is it becoming? Is it just becoming a prize thing or are they actually going to put it to work? So, um, yeah. I, think they, I think the iconics are better than that and they shouldn't really be used as a way just to, you know put Nikki and Becky over, but, you know, that's just my two cents on it anyway. Um, yeah, I'll speak about the Iconics in a sec, but first of all, just order as such, but um, with Nikki, um, I think that she's, she's great. I think she's great, but I think she's in the position she's currently in because of, um, so the Royal Women's roster is a little down at the moment, um, and then you had yeah. Ruby Riot got injured, for example, and yeah. out and Ronda Rousey went away. So um, I think Nikki is kind of just like... And, and Nia Jax as well. Nia Jax got injured. injured as well. and, um, yeah. We obviously don't know the full standpoint on Alexa Bliss either. 
So no. I think um, Nikki kind of got that position, not necessarily on purpose, but but I'm kind of glad I'm glad that she has. Yeah. But, uh, I think what this I, I don't I think agree. they're gonna be, I don't think they're going to be a tag team. I think all they are uh, for two purposes. I think the first purpose is to kind of give Nikki a little bit of a piggyback on yeah. the back of Becky, which yeah. is fine. I'm happy for, and it's yeah. you know Becky's champ and the way she's looking down at her. That's fine to me because it tells us a story of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the other thing as well, it, it just needs to, they just, they're just putting them together for the time being to warrant giving the Iconics TV time and regular, um, in action because they're tag team <coughs> and otherwise they're tag team champions. And otherwise you don't have, um, that belt showcased, um, anywhere, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, what I'd say about the Iconics is, um, since their NXT days to what they are now. They're a very, um, they're a very catty comedic double yeah. act um, yeah. now to what they were. So like on NXT, it was a case of like um, I remember like a four way where Peyton was in it, but Billy wasn't, and then but they were both supporting each other at the same time, and it was like a very more organic friendship style thing. Whereas now it just seems to be they're the comedy act and they've got the belts by accident, um, and they're not a legitimate tag team, which is a bit frustrating to me because both girls can go. Um, well, I mean, this is what I said, though, like weeks ago. I said that it seems like they're being pushed as these obnoxious, like faux Edge and Christian tag team. And then and they're not. It's like um, Billy, you know, being she, when she's on the side. I mean, she's great. She told so much of a story just in her actions. And um, yeah. she, she's on the edge of the um, on the edge of the ring waiting for a tag or something. And then one of them will go running towards the ropes and she'll like you know, shout in or whatever, and then run scared as if to say like, oh no, don't hit me sort of thing. So she's, um, they are very good at what they're currently been told to do, but um, it's just a bit frustrating as a, you know, such a women's wrestling fan that these guys, you know, I, I guess you've still got to have a perspective of that, you know, but what you were saying about Rock and Sock, like Mick Foley, he wasn't a technically great wrestler, was he? He was just no. a stunt man in places <laughs> I, I mean he was wasn't he he was a stunt man in places and he was yeah. uh, a character all he was is, was pure character whereas yeah. now it's a different generation where everyone should yeah. be able to go everyone should game. yeah everyone should be a, a wrestler you know um, and yeah I'm just a little bit disappointed in the sense that that's where they're going with them because like I say they need a legitimate win to say, okay, we're tag team champions, not like, oh, we picked up a scrappy win at WrestleMania and we're like holding the titles for our lives, you know? That's just a little bit frustrating to me because I know... That's what it looks like, though, yeah. Yeah, that's that's obviously the story that they're trying to tell. And if you've not watched NXT, like if you're a kid and you've not seen them two girls before, that's all you're going to know of them. But but, but to me, with their history, it's kind of like, oh, they're better than that, you know? But it is what it is. I'm glad that they're on TV every week there are a lot of people still sitting in catering um i say catering they weren't sitting in catering this week were they they were sitting at a um some sort of memorial it was day a memorial day well wasn't it yeah <laughs> that's right yeah yeah that's right yeah that's what the uh, revival yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a bit of all sorts going on so um yeah. i noticed dana brooke was in there and i noticed naomi <laughs> were in there and i was like oh hey guys um but yeah, um, I'm just glad they're on TV. To be honest, it could be worse for them. Um, what? Even yeah. as even as what? I mean, they're not jobbers, but it, it, that's 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 the vibe that I'm getting from from them at the moment. 
Yeah, um, but like I say, they, they could be totally irrelevant. It's not like, I always said this, didn't I? I said this a few weeks back about like when you've got um, a jobber in the ring that nobody knows, but they're from the local area, you know, and then you have someone come down and crush them. Like, why can't that be someone from the roster? You know, like at least with, um, the, say, the tag team match that we got on Raw, it was a match, you know. That, oh, the Iconics lost it, but they still had a match and they still showed their talent. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that they're on TV in that sense. And hopefully things can kind of turn a little bit more in their favor. But I guess I can bring it up here now. Um, what you were saying about potential down the line for them. Uh, as tag team champions, I'm fucking worried that it's going to be Charlotte and Lacey Evans in a tag team um, to give ta- to give Charlotte that tag team title that she hasn't had. Oh shit! I never even thought of that. Uh, you know what? You're so right. Fucking hell! Cause, yeah, because uh, yeah, that was an angle from SmackDown. I don't know if you haven't got it as a as a um, you haven't got it as a topic anyway. So I might as well just mention it now, quick. But um, yeah, I mean, Lacey and Charlotte looked. I mean, we will cover SmackDown. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it just looked like they were kind of had had a thing going on at one point. Yeah. One dropped the other, as if to say, like, oh, we're not together. But it looks like they they still are. So um, that's my immediate worry with the women's tag division, as if to say, oh, Charlotte hasn't had that, so she better. Um, you know, and that's frustrating. But hopefully that doesn't happen. But we'll see. I mean, it will happen. Whether it will be sooner than we want. Let's hope not, but it will happen. So, oh, sure, definitely. Anyway. at some point, but yeah, yeah of course, of course. That's, do you know what I mean? That's just a no-brainer. Yeah, um, and and I wouldn't expect, and I wouldn't expect her to not get it eventually. Yeah, you know what I mean? oh, no, um, yeah, I agree with that, but it doesn't need to happen right now. Yeah, all right. Corey Grave came out to announce another brand new segment on War where the universe, WWE universe, can ask any question, no matter how controversial it is. Uh, to a superstar, and the first superstar that came on the electric chair, which was the segment, uh, was Sami Zayn in the hot seat. So, the question is, is there any potential to this electric chair segment on Raw? Um, yeah, you go first. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think it will die a horrible death after a month or so, and that will probably because most... Most probably due to a fan eventually stepping out of line and saying a curse word or something, and they realise it's just untenable because it's on live TV and they want to be PG. So um, they'll they'll all most likely scrap it eventually. Um, but I'll be honest with you, Sami Zayn impressed me, man. Yeah. Sami Zayn, he did impress me. Um, he killed me for this segment. <laughs> I mean, the obvious thing, which everyone is talking about right now, social media was. Uh, the AEW. Um, so one 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 fan asked, you know, why you why have you why haven't you won the title? And it was like, well, that's what a pathetic question you could ask. You could ask anything at the moment, and you chose why haven't I won the title? You could have even asked me about AEW, and it went, yeah. whoa, the whole crowd just went, shit, son, he said well, it. <laughs> because what's weird about it was that it was totally <laughs> unprovoked. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. He didn't yeah. need to say it. He didn't need to say no, it at all. Like the, person, the person in the crowd didn't indicate anything towards it. And no. Sammy, well, Sammy went rogue. He <laughs> 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 just asked me about AEW. And I was like, oh, that was unexpected and bizarre. But, but, but you yeah. say that, but AEW chants were 
drowning them out. So it, it wasn't yeah. like it could be ignored either, especially at like a Q&A bank. So, Where, like, was he, that, uh, like, saying it to, like, push it back at the crowd now? Like, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I'm just going to, like, t- I don't know. But I just loved it. And I, I thought, wow, Sammy, shit, I, I want to hate you. But that was fucking, that was really good of you doing that, man. That made me laugh. I, I literally laughed out loud. <laughs> it was his face. It was his two things about it. <laughs> Actually, three things about it. Number one, it was kind of unprovoked. Like, it was it was unnecessary. They, the crowd do say AEW quite a lot of times, and no one responds to that. So the fact that he thought he had to respond to that, that I thought that was funny. Two, it was his face after he said it. Like, it was a dirty secret. And then three, it was when Corey immediately... <laughs> <laughs> and took the mic and then spoke as if he was going to brush that away. But, like, everyone, all, the, all the crowd was like, well, no, we heard that. We heard that. So no matter what you're saying now, we're going to focus on what Sammy just said, which was AEW. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just thought it was funny. I don't know if you're aware, <laughs> um, or not, but this is, actually, like, so WWE have actually cut, cut this now from their, um, you know, like, where they have, like, highlights on YouTube or whatever. They've actually yeah, that's cut what, it's it. not on YouTube. Yeah, it's um, on YouTube. So, yeah, I mean, it, you only kind of picked it up if it was on the live broadcast. Yeah. Uh, what I would say about it, this whole segment, though, was like what you said about the, the question about the long <laughs> electric, the electric chair, which is, yeah. a, which is a way of death to prison inmates. But OK, um, I think yeah, it's the last one I had a glorifying that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, I just think personally it was a one time deal, um, especially when Seth threw it out of the ring and it broke. <laughs> I thought they're not. <laughs> they're not, they're not going to replay that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not worth their time. <laughs> they'll just stick that in. Um, they'll just stick that in the kind of like, memorabilia section of access next year. You know, that's what they do. Um, so that's that's such a good point. Yeah, that's definitely not. That's going to be a photo opportunity next year. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it will be. Like, you'll, you'll have it in two pieces, and then a little plaque underneath the one-time electric chair. When Seth Rollins threw it out of the crowd, or threw it. Threw it. Um, oh God! Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, it was dumb, basically. But um, it was kind of funny. Like Sammy Zayn was kind of the perfect guy for it because you, you yeah. know, say it, it, it was totally unprovoked with that comment, and he just yeah. came out of nowhere. He's probably mm-hmm. facing a hefty fine for it now, or a hefty deal. <laughs> oh yeah, Vince um, is pissed. <laughs> as well like even before we got to that point the questions from the crowd this was what this must have been one of the most stupid yeah it was the lame (laughs) anything like he said you could have asked him anything if you're why would you even give a microphone to a crowd (laughs) product has been so badly received recently and uh, you said why haven't you won the universal champion why haven't you won the Universal title or championship? He actually said, why haven't you won the Universal championship? Like, <laughs> it's such a stupid question. Uh, it, it, it wasn't even a question, was it? It was, no. it was more of a statement, I guess. And I was right. like... This Do you know how this works, mate? Do you know about, <laughs> Do you know about scripts? <laughs> I just found it really strange. And, um, yeah, I felt sorry for Corey. Um, was it Charlie Caruso and Kayla Braxton that was in the crowd doing it? Yeah, Charlie Caruso and really, Kayla, they were doing it. Yeah, I felt really sorry for them guys because they work hard and I was like, it's just embarrassing. And I, I always cringe at things like that. Well, like, I mean, they always do interviews. So what, what, why did you feel sorry for them? What was so bad um, about what they did? Well, no, but when they interview in 
like talent backstage it's it's all and it's like you know you'd think as well they've got an expectation of what's about to happen. interviewing a crowd member just had me had i just had this kind of like holiday camp feel where like um <laughs> like, you know um itv or whatever like and, and deck or something running around the crowd being like hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it was just um it was just really weird to me. I just, I, I, I thought, of, I actually thought the um, the segment itself and what it led into was fine. And the match that we got with Sammy and um, Sammy, and Sammy Seth, and Seth, yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty decent. With yeah, it was a decent match. And, uh, I, I was happy with what it led into, but I was just sitting there like cringing at the whole thing. I was like, oh, why are they asking people stupid questions? Like that little girl that asked them about. Yeah, uh, I was about to say that. That made me laugh as well because you could see Kayla. She was about to say something and then. Yeah, like about mix-match challenge. And I was like, even bearing in mind I'm a huge fan and I was like, I've watched everything that happened. When she said what, whatever, Ginger Snaps or whatever their team name was, I had to, I did yeah. a double take as if to say, what bloody hell is she talking about? And then I realised, oh, she's talking about mix-match challenge that happened like two years ago, you know? And I yeah. was like, question to ask Sami Zayn right now, you know? Like, ask him anything. Like you say, just just... Just like troll WWE for the sake of trolling it, I would. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm expecting a crowd member to say, "Did you watch Double or Nothing?" You know, and yeah. um, although they didn't ask it, he kind of led to it anyway. Maybe Vince had kind of already prepped him for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so maybe I like, think Vince wanted that. Yeah, he wanted to cause a stir, didn't he? Um, but obviously, <laughs> the crowd was so such basic pitches that you didn't get that so he had to kind of improvise and make it up himself <laughs> no i think i think there was a lot of i think there was a lot of people that wanted to ask that but they were fear that they'll get kicked out yeah i guess so you know like they've been they've been taking away people's like time. yeah like someone's thinking so, wow wwe giving us a platform to ask them anything live on tv this sounds too good yeah. to be true and if I, I mean, actually do it, I'm sure I'm going to get kicked out. So. You know what's happening. Like, whoever's sitting backstage is immediately on the mute button just in case they say <laughs> You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're not like, it's not going to be, you know, they're not going to let it get too out of hand. You know, they're not no. going to have to apologise, for, for example. But, yeah, I mean, it was weird. I, I honestly don't think I'll see the electric chair again. until I'm Well, but they said that. Who could be the next superstar next week that's what it said so yeah but what you, you know all right so this is going to merge into one of my bullet points quite nicely what they also said was that fatal four-way was an elimination <laughs> yeah that's, and, that's um, true and it wasn't like corbin got <laughs> corbin got the pin and everyone in the crowd and everyone watching it was a bit perplexed as if to yeah. say, well, what happened yeah. you know that person is just eliminated now um it was weird to me but then they tried to cover it up later by saying, oh, um, it was Strowman and Lashley that went into the back. Like, oh, they eliminated each other. But it's like a four-way has no disqualification. No, it has no disqualification. Like, like you know, this, it's not the first time WWE haven't known their own rule book, let's be honest. But, um, well, they always keep changing their mind, which leads me to another thing as well, which is the Rey uh, the Mysterio relinquishing his title. Like, again, another changing of the mind. Yeah, um, so that, that happens next week now, doesn't it? Yeah. Because uh, we thought that was going to happen this week. But, you know, I guess things change in the production and the TV and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, there was a few bits in. Like, I mean, the elimination four-way match, I actually quite enjoyed it. <coughs> it didn't end like the way I was expecting it to end. So, you know, it was just strange to me. But, yeah, that's um, yeah, that's what I think about that. 
Um, um, anything else on Raw? Uh, Ziggler again going out after Kofi. Um, this time with the help of bloody uh, Xavier, because at first we, you know, and you mentioned it, like where the hell are the New Day? So you know, Xavier Woods did come out this time to defend. Yeah, um, Kofi. I was guess that was fine. I mean, it wasn't in my bullet points, but I guess it's kind of building something up for that match. Um, yeah. uh, what I've got written, um, so Cesaro and Ricochet, these guys I could just watch forever. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I know, I know that fight forever chant can be a bit tedious at times, but this was actually so good again. And um, there was an, so there was a Cesaro uppercut. Um, and he almost blasted Ricochet into like the first row, you know, he just smacked him yeah. so up. Um, and the finish was great as well. It was kind of like a Hurricane Rhino driver, um, where like Cesaro proper landed on his neck and top of his shoulders, but it looked wicked. It was so good. Um, yeah. and yeah, I was a big fan, big, big, big fan of that match. I really enjoyed that. Um, my, my only, my only gripe with it is that they're not giving any storylines. It's just literally... No, I- yeah, and it's in let's just put it on a match because we know it's going to be awesome, which is correct and it's true. Yeah, but give it a storyline. Let us give us something from it. You, you're giving us, you're giving us um, bullshit storylines. And for example, Shane, Shane's got a storyline, and we don't need to see Shane wrestle at all. And yet, you have two people who are awesome in the ring together fighting yeah. each other, and they've got no storyline. It just makes no sense. So, what, what uh, yes, think? more Ricochet and Cesaro. But um, give us a bloody storyline. Yeah, like what would annoy me with what you just said as well. If you're in live in attendance, that hasn't got so that's that's somewhere mid of the middle of the show where someone yeah. has a toilet break or a snack or something, especially in America, that's all they do. And yeah. um, I just kind of thought to myself, oh, there's people moving around whilst this is going on, and this is epic, you know, because people don't want to miss what's going to happen at the end of the show, and they also didn't want to happen at miss what happened at the beginning of the show, so. You know, something like uh, Cesaro and Ricochet, you know, a couple of weeks down the line, like you say, because it's not directly involved with anything, will be overlooked when realistically yeah. it's awesome and it was really, really yeah. good. You know? And they need to just stop doing this 50 50 booking. Like, just. Yeah, it's like I said. A bit, isn't it? it's, um, yeah. yeah I mean, they're, they're a bit bipolar right now. It's, um, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's hot and cold. Like, why, where, which direction are you going? But we'll never know that because we're not under the storyline yet. So, mm-hmm. again, that's what it brings yeah. down to. It does look um, like they're trying to integrate Cesaro back into the singles fold, you know. And um, I think as well, because like, uh, Finn Balor looks a bit beat up. Um, he had a video package this week. I think it was on SmackDown, actually. I can't remember. But um, of like, it just showed every bump that he took at Money in a Bank. And this is why he's not on TV at the moment, because he is <laughs> one way or another. He is fucked. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, um, I haven't got anything else. Oh no, sorry. One last. I do. Thing. I do like the one question. <laughs> I just find that funny. I just yeah. When he asks, when he goes, yep, yeah, one question. And yeah. That's it. Oh. And he refuses to answer that question, which is funny. But yeah. Um, I've got nothing. No other bullet points for Raw. Well, my only other so, thing for Raw, and it was played again on SmackDown. Um, I, I've wrote it down as the Firefly Funhouse is back. Because yeah. So I felt with this that where um, you know, super dark already, I was concerned that it was over. But I really enjoyed this week kind of going back to the Yowie Wow. Um, yeah, the actual side of things and the limbo I thought was cool. And, um, you know, <laughs> the fact that he's back in his kind of like um, Blue's Clues clothing, 
and he's kind yeah. of integrating around the house again with the witch and all the rest of it. I liked that. You know, we haven't lost that, yet, which was um, which was cool. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that again this week. Um, and his doctor schmuck that he wore. Yeah. Well, no, that was funny because again, it was like it's in the same style as what a kids' TV show would be, where he was like doo 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 doo, and then came back up wearing a doctor's uniform. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, and um, like I said to you uh, the week before or week before that or whatever, but um, I was hoping we didn't lose this so soon. So I'm glad that was back. And um, like I say, I've referenced it as Firefly Funhouse is back, you know. Um, and yeah, I did really enjoy that again. It's one of my favourite parts of the whole production so far, this last few months. So, They've um, actually got shirts now in um, yeah, I don't like Eurozone. Them, but I don't like them. They're, they're, they're naff. So Eurozone. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> Firefly. Eurozone, you said. You are proper showing your age. Do you remember when it was shop zone and Eurozone, man? Windows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it, are you telling me it's not called Eurozone anymore? Come on. Up that dial up internet. No, I'm it's, still uh, calling it WWF. <laughs> no, it's just WWE shop and WWE Euro shop. Ah, uh, it's always Eurozone to me. It's Euro always Eurozone. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, I see it coming up with, uh, you know, t- you know, photos of the t-shirts of Firefly Funhouse. I'm like, oh shit, yes, definitely. I'll, I'll get one. And yeah. it's just, it, it just looks shit. So I didn't yeah, bother I, I thought with the design um, of it, like where they could, what they could have done with it. And I was like, oh, it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, but their t-shirts are right now. And um, people were <laughs> yeah. slating, no, honestly, people were slating yeah. them online saying how, you know, do you need help with the, with the graphic design? Design, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm, I can work for you freelance, you know, and um, it's a shame because, you know, when you think of characterizations and stuff, I would actually rather buy a T-shirt of the Firefly Funhouse with, you know, like his mask, but on the paper plate. <laughs> oh, that looked great. <laughs> yeah, oh. The paper plate was funny. Yeah, I thought that would be funny with him hiding behind it or something. I thought, you know, there's so many different ideas that you could do, even if it's, um, no, you know, just a, just a logo of Firefly yeah. Funhouse. And it's like, we're all glad that you're our friend yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, that that would be quite cool on a T-shirt as well. I would enjoy that. But yeah, yeah. Um, Although I'm, I'm not going to complain because uh, they haven't made me want to buy one, <laughs> and I'm, I don't I don't need to spend any more money on on uh, merch for the time being. Like I say, yeah. that photo photo I put up of my women's t-shirts, I think I counted 16. You know, I, I, I need a three week holiday to wear them all, so um, which mainly a week just isn't. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure. glad I'm glad that I don't spend any money for the time being. But yeah, all good. Ready for a bit of SmackDown? Let's do it. Yeah, so uh, SmackDown, a um, couple of bullet, well, a few bullet points that I've got. Uh, Andrade, a match for the Demon. Is Andrade a match for the Demon? So we saw um, SmackDown just gone with uh, Andrade doing a promo saying that, um, you know, that he will take on the Demon in his faux broken English, because we know that he speaks better English than that. Um and that uh, he will he'll be the end of the demon. So, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be really good. I think it'll be epic, actually. Um, yeah. There's one thing, Andrade Cien Almas. Don't forget, he has <laughs> an external name. Uh, and Finn Balor, Balor, you know, that'll probably be, that'll probably be one of the matches of the night. And again, there's a, it's all these kind of mid-card matches that are kind of annoying me because they're the ones I want to watch 
on this show because I wasn't, like I keep saying to you, I wasn't going to watch it, um, but I also wasn't going to watch Double or Nothing and here we are. Do you know what I mean? So um, I probably will end up watching it and I think this will be one of the better matches. I expect You will end up watching it? Wow. Yeah, I think I will end up watching it. I might fast forward through like Triple H, Randy, as much as I love Triple H and Brock Goldberg, uh, not Brock, uh, Goldberg and Taker. I'm just not interested in those. But in terms of the mid-card matches, I might actually watch them because, um, you know, it's not their fault that they've got to perform where they've got to perform because they're not high enough profile like a Cena or a Brian where they turn around and say, I'm not going there. You know, that, um, that, um, you know, that Balor and Almas kind of need to go and perform wherever they need to perform. Mm-hmm. You with me? So, um, um, but yeah, sorry I, then. I, mean, <clears throat> sorry, I think it'll be, no, no, sorry. Just to stress that I think it'll be really good. And I think that'll be one of the matches that will draw me in. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, is Andrade a match for the demon? Well, the obvious, the obvious answer is no. If you're judging back to the previous matches, um, uh, that the it, demon it, has it, had with others. Um, However, yeah. sorry. No, I was just going to say I don't. I can't see the demon losing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can't see the demon losing. However, this is going to be an amazing match. Um, from what I, I just have a feeling it will be a great match. Um, I liked the promo. I liked his English, although I'm sure he can speak much better English than that. But he had better English than he had before. If that makes sense to what he usually spoke when he was in character. Um, there was a bit of an Eddie Guerrero vibe to it. Did, did you get that? Or was that just me? Um, Maybe it was just me. Uh, I mean, uh, I understand why you would get that. But, uh, yeah. no, I, I mean, it's fortunate, like you say, with his English and stuff. It's fortunate that he's got uh, Zelina with him because she's brilliant. Mm. And um, yeah. she's good in ring as well, um, actually. Yes, she is. I'd like to see her wrestle a little bit more. But, um, yeah, <coughs> I, it's weird. I mean... Yeah, it's no secret that he's dating Charlotte as well. So it's kind of like, you would have thought that he'd be able to speak better. Do you think it's something that Vince has said to him, you know, speak broken English, you know, more authentic or something? Because that sounds like a Vince McMahon racial move. That's just Yeah, but then again, Vince is the same one that says, well, if you can't speak English, you'll never get over. Yeah, that's true. So, I really, God knows. It's hard. He, he can, he can, yeah, he can be contradictory himself. So maybe, he, he, maybe he did do that. But yeah. yeah, but you know, look at look at the promos that Asuka does in Japanese, and they're badass. Well, she kind so. of doesn't now, though. I mean, no, uh, yeah, but you, I mean, that's why I think they stuck Paige with her. Um, I remember her like at the main at the end of Mania Thirty Four, and it was like. You know, in a kind of accent, Charlotte was ready for Oscar. Congratulations, yeah. you know. And everyone was kind of like, "What was that?" <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. weird. Um, so yeah, like I understand that there is a an a, a language a language barrier such sometimes with with people, but it's up to them to deal with that. And like I say, they've got Delino to help Andrade, and I think that's just a lesson for him right now. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he'll get better, but like in ring wise, that should speak for itself anyway. Oh, yeah, too, yeah, absolutely. He's too, too good to be slept on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This match with Paolo will only be good. I can't see it being anything but. No. You know? Yeah, I think this will be a great match. Andrade is a great guy, and Finn, again, is Finn. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Whether I've made a decision to watch it or not, 
mm, I don't know. I'm still teething and yeah. yeah. If I am, then I'm going to like just get to the matches that I want to watch and then that's, that's it. I'm not going to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, considering it's on a reasonable time here, I still can't watch it live because I actually work Fridays. Um, so I won't be able, and I think I'm out the day after, so I won't actually be able to watch it until like Monday or something. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to avoid spoilers either. I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch like the match content, you know, like I say, it's not their fault that they've got to perform there, you know, they're not high profile enough, like Cena, like Brian, like whoever to say, you know what, I don't want to wrestle on that, depending on how much money you throw at me. And then you've got men like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels that, you know, they leave their morals at the door. But, you know, it is what it is and you can't, we can't avoid it. So I'd like mm-hmm. to support that match, but I don't really want to support everything around it. So it's, um, it's a tricky one. And I've still, you know, I've still got a week to make a decision on it, but we'll get there. We'll see. Okay, okay. Uh, what else have we got? 20, uh, so Elias, first time he's won the title was the 24-7 title uh, but then again lost it uh, to Archie who reclaimed it again um, what are your thoughts <laughs> so um, when this happened I thought it was a stroke of genius because I was like oh I was getting so bored <laughs> and then like all of a sudden Archie comes running through the crowd and I thought it was brilliant and then um, <laughs> glad Drake Maverick got a little got a little nod <laughs> You know, like he's been chasing him yeah. hard, printing flyers and stuff. So I'm glad he actually officially got a match and lost. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know what what happened? So where I was watching it, like effect, not live but recorded from live, the camera angle was a bit off, and I went, I, I said to myself, oh no, like don't you dare, thinking it was Shane McMahon that was going for the pin. Um, so I shut myself initially, but then when I saw it was Elias, I was like, oh. Okay, you know, like, and it kind of made me smile again, like straight away. Um, and I, I thought, uh, it, it was after, on reflection, it was kind of like, oh well, I'm glad he's had his first title, but I was like, I hope he doesn't keep it, you know. And then when yeah. Shane, like, oh, I'm going to take away the 24/7 rule in until after the match, you just knew something funny was happening yeah. after the match. Yeah. Um, but I was also kind of like, oh well, this this title's only been in place a week, and you've already <laughs> taken away the stipulation once, you know. That bothered yeah. me, you know, because I was like... Yeah, that was stupid. I didn't think that was a good you idea. You know, that, that, that annoyed me because... Um, and then as well, with a finish, um, I thought a part of my brain when Roman Reigns is going to fucking pin, pin him for the, the uh, 24-7 title here, isn't he? So I'm glad that he let Truth back in to win the title. Um, and what we were saying about the, the belt itself, I love that it's got no side plates because like, it suggests that nobody's really a legitimate champion at any point. You know, I, I like that aspect to it now, but now that I've had time to think about it and like the way that Roman kind of said, come here, pin him, it also suggested that I don't need to win this title. What is this title, you know? Yeah, but, well, I was about to say that. It was really, really funny just seeing, um, <laughs> do, you know, so the, what, yeah, that, do you know, one thing that killed me was just uh, Drew, just, <laughs> just watching yeah. Elias. <laughs> and Archie get it after he did the claymore and everything, of of course. But yeah. it was just one, just thinking, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going after that job of title. <laughs> it has, it has no relevance to me. I thought that killed that that killed me. Yeah, uh, it looked like point that it was going to be a battle of Shane, Elias, and Drew, as if to say, oh, hang on a minute, I'm going to pin him, not you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. do that and. um 
you talk about prestige with titles and championships. This is like the belt that doesn't need it. And like it, it, it works better going the opposite way. So like you say, with Drew and with Roman standing there as if to say, oh, you do it, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is beneath us. give a shit about winning that belt. And I thought that was yeah. brilliant. That's a yeah, nice little aspect. Great. Yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, um, great. So, uh, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Actually, there was two women's matches on SmackDown. Um, and we spoke earlier about how, you know, Raw have got a deficit with um, a few women's wrestlers that are injured and, of course, um, Ronda that is away. So... Two, two, two women's wrestling on a shorter show. That that's got to be that's got to be something, right? That's pretty good. You know me. Um, it ticks all my boxes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the other match was actually uh, Mandy versus Carmella. Um, I don't know if anyone else is going to see this, but um, when I look at Mandy now, I'm seeing a new um, a new Trish Stratus being built. Um, especially. Ooh, when I, Trish yeah, Stratus. I know that's um, I know that's mm. quite controversial to say, but I, like yeah. just just watching her this week, I was like, she really reminds me of Trish Stratus, and I think as well because you had like um, the cover thing, and yeah. um, the other aspect of it as well reminded me of when Edge, I can't remember when it was, but Edge faced Booker T for like um, the winner got some hair commercial <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. and, um, do you remember that? I can't remember yeah. when it was, but um, <laughs> yeah, I remember, that. I remember that from back in the day. And it just—I think it was like a Japanese hair shampoo or something. Um, and yeah, like where she was kind of showing off the magazine, um, showing off the magazine, and it was like you could see the jealousy in in Carmella because she's a bit of a. Um, a it was like a sa- samurai shampoo, Book T vs Edge. I <laughs> oh, really? Did you actually look that up? Yeah, yeah, I looked it up. What? Where did, where did that take place? Was it a mania? <laughs> Uh, I think it was. Uh, I want to say like eighteen. It was two thousand. It was two thousand and two, I believe. Okay. I think it was in invasion. It was in invasion. It was in the invasion story. Okay, I remember that being really stupid. But um, yeah. yeah, like when um, uh, Mandy's kind of been showing off the magazine to her, like Carmela was like, you know, it looked like that they were kind of going with that angle. The only thing uh-huh. I would say is um, where we've moved on slightly is that it's a muscle and fitness magazine rather than it being Playboy, you know? Um, That's one thing I'm kind of happy about and we've turned a corner, but the story writing is still the same and it's a little bit disappointing in in that sense. But um, I enjoyed both women's matches. Um, I enjoyed Bailey just looking on at Charlotte and uh, Lacey kind of just come to blows. That was nice and the way she smiled at, at it was quite amusing, as if she's the, the she's the one to chase now. You know, she's on top of the mountain as such. So, um, you know, they're all kind of scrapping around to get to her. I thought that was quite nice. I enjoyed that myself. But you, what do you think? Um, so I'm going to mention about the storylines and how they're disappointing. I do get it, um, and I agree. And, um, you know, I... I feel it myself. I kind of seem to be always be moaning about WWE about how they could do better, even though I've got a podcast about WWE. Um, but it's only because I love it so much that I want it to do better. So I do moan occasionally when I don't see something I like. Um, but I am kind of willing to tolerate the bad storylines 
if that makes sense, because they've still got a lot of women's wrestling content that they're pushing out in SmackDown to make up for Raw. Do you know what I mean? It's not um, like, yeah. well, we haven't got, we haven't got Raw, uh, but we're still going to keep SmackDown as it is because, you know, women, women's don't really need to have that much of a push anyway. They're like, okay, well, let's double it up. Let's have two. And plus they've got so many women's wrestlers anyway. It doesn't make sense to only have one women's match as well. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, it's like, it's like, you know, swings and roundabouts, you know, we, 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 we've got what we want with more women's wrestling. Um, are the storylines up to par? No, but you know, am I yeah. willing to overlook it because you're still giving us, you're still supplying us the deficit of women's wrestling that we're not getting from Raw? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. Um, in regards to Bailey um, and the Lacey Evans match, I like it. I like that they're still putting, well, putting her over. She's champion. So yeah, in regards to Bailey, I'm. St- I-, I like how she's still the one. I would like her. I would like that mean streak back. I don't think she's fully lost it, but I still think like the way that she's won this week and the week that last week as well hasn't really been conclusive. It's kind of been like cradles and just like one, two, three, and then they've like jumped up and like oh, but blah blah. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a complete knockout or a finisher where you know there's no way you're. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Bailey's finishes are very like um, cuddly, aren't they? And, yeah, um, it's just like. But- it just it just feel very soft. Like I do, I do the, disagree it's with. It's like you've 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 gotten away with it just this once. And yeah. I don't I don't like how she finishes the matches. I want her to finish it conclusively, with like a knockout finisher <laughs> that yeah, no, knows that you know. I get that. I mean, I do. I, I kind of disagree to an extent because I don't I don't want to see uh, where you said you want to see a little bit more grit and stuff from Bailey. I like. Yeah, I do. That. I liked that she was standing on the ramp with a belt and watching them two fighting and smiling as if to say, yeah, I'm the champ. You know, you've got to, you've got to get to me. You know, I liked that aspect of it. But um, what are you saying about finishes? Yeah, but that's not, we, that's, that, we, that doesn't take away grit, though. No, I guess not. But I think that will translate more in the actual matches itself rather than in the story on the, you know, the, everything around the match. But um, okay. what you were just saying quickly about... Um, finishes and stuff um so uh so we, we discussed it earlier about becky it looks like yeah. they're still trying to work her out a finisher so, I think so as well. in, in that set, and she's like the, all right, all right although, although her and bailey are exactly the same level technically because they're both women's champions <laughs> yeah becky holds a little bit more prestige than the other one does right now whether yeah. or not you whether you want to admit that or not just because yeah. becky Becky is the woman or the man, if you would like, in um, WWE right now. And um, and if they're still trying to work out the kinks in Becky, you know, Bailey's got a little bit to wait, you know. But like I say, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind to see her drop an elbow more and, um, you know, a Bailey to uh, belly, Bailey to belly, soup, uh, yeah, Bailey to belly, so, did I say that right? Bailey, <laughs> belly to belly. Bailey's belly to belly suplex or something oh, I think like. it's called the Bailey to belly suplex. So I think I'm Bailey to Bailey that, suplex, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, or well, I'm pretty sure that's what that's called, but um, <laughs> that, that's a very, very soft finish. I mean, you know, it's a, it's not a it's yeah, not, the, but even that, even that, and then she's knocked out, and then put yeah. on one, two, three. But this cradling 
where then, it's one, two, three, and then the wrestler, the wrestler who she's fighting against is still up going, no, 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 it wasn't a two. Do you know what I mean? It's as, as if she's just won by the skin of her teeth. And she hasn't won. She shouldn't be just winning by the skin of her teeth. She's a bloody champion. I understand that too. But this, is, this will all come down to personal preference because I do actually like a roll-up pin because it's out, of, it's out of the blue and it's just like, I got you, you know? And it's well, like, every time though? Not necessarily every time. But I, I like it. It's like with um, Becky and Ronda, although the shoulder wasn't down or whatever you want to say. Well, that was just terrible yeah, anyway. No, but the idea, no, but the idea and the concept was great as if to say, like, I got you, you know, and it was like a free, a free count is so quick. And I like I like that aspect of it myself personally. But um, I, I know where you're coming from, too. And, it, yeah, you would just like to see Bailey have a little bit more legitimacy as she is the champion, I guess. But um, yeah. let's not take away the fact that you know, who's kind of fighting over to get to her, you know, like fucking Charlotte Flair. So uh, let's, let's just take Bailey and run with it. <laughs> um, I just want to say, we're just talking about women's wrestling. I, I, I was meant to throw it in earlier, but um, an honorable mention from this week. Um, so with AEW, obviously being AEW, um, I saw someone on Twitter put up like, who from AEW have you not seen before that really impressed you? Uh, Britt Baker. She um, is Adam Cole's um, other half. She's yeah. class. <coughs> She's class. She is really, really good. I'm gutted that WWE didn't do anything with her or, or get hold of her. I think she might have been in NXT for an initial period. I'm not sure that, if that's fact or not. But Britt Baker, what she's got going on at the moment, she's class. Her gimmick's awesome too. Um, she's like, uh, she's a, she's actually a doctor. She's got like a doctorate in uh, dental, dental science. And um, yeah, she's a dentist by trade, so uh, she's obviously incorporated that into her gimmick. So um, yeah, not 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 to talk about AEW too much, but yeah, Britt Baker gets my own. Yeah, I was about to say, are we going back to AEW now? <laughs> but you know, I love I'm, I'm a big fan of women's wrestling, and I don't want to, I can't ignore that that's not going on. But um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm just really pleased that we got two matches, women's matches on SmackDown. Although I don't understand why we can't have those on Raw. Especially if it's like, oh, wild card, la 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 la. You know, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan, yeah. for example, to have her SmackDown debut. So where is she? You know, like yeah. somewhat, I need to see her. You know, make her relevant, get her out here. Even if she's got a t- like, so on the tour, she was tagging with um, Sarah Logan, and yeah. um, see, like, just to kind of keep them both action or active. But um, yeah, they've not they've not been on TV for God knows how long, which is a shame. You know, and our Kabuki Warriors weren't on TV this week either. So, you know, they could have come out on Raw, for example, in the tag team angle with the Iconics. You could have had them on there. This is all obviously just fantasy booking coming off the top of my head, but it's a better idea. Well, that's the whole point. That's the main thing, isn't it? That's the key word, fantasy. Because what would be normal or cool, um, WWE kind of missed a boat, yeah. At the yeah. moment, but you know, such as life, you know, they're like WWE, like family, in it, we love them, but you know, yeah, by god, they yeah. piss you off sometimes, sure. Um, okay, uh, NXT, your weekly roundup. Um, I've just got one last thing to add to SmackDown actually, it was um, Eric Rowan's joke. Um, oh, right, okay, go ahead. It, it was awful. It was like, I can't even remember it, this is how bad it was, but it was like a crappy knock knock joke. <laughs> Why are we like, speaking about it then? <laughs> it was funny and uh, I, it, like, it wasn't funny but it was hilarious in the yeah. same it makes no sense I appreciate it but it was I, I enjoyed it 
And it was yeah. like, we're like, knock, knock, who's there? Not the tag division or something like that. And it was just sort of like, this is so dumb, but actually really funny. And the way that Daniel Bryan reacted to it as well, because I don't know if you've ever seen him on like Total Divas or whatever, Total Bellas, yeah. but he is such a, a generally... Um, no, he's genuinely, a genuinely funny guy. Yeah, yeah funny. and he was just sort of like, ah, you know, when Rowan yeah. made the joke and it just made it that much better. Um, and then obviously they were interrupted by uh, Otis and Tucker Heavy Machinery, yeah. and I just wanted to say that Otis is fucking off. He's not, and um, I'm just <laughs> and I, and I'm here for it, basically. Um, yeah. yeah, brilliant. So yeah, sorry about that. Um, NXT. Um, so we have actually got Takeover on Saturday, uh, and I will endeavour to watch it for all of you guys listening, thinking this prick is doing WWE podcasts. He doesn't even watch NXT. But I do say I watch TakeOvers, so yeah, I will I... be watching TakeOver. Yeah, like um, I said. So we'll review that as well with the Raw and SmackDown. I can't watch it live, and I will watch it probably Monday if I can. Um, mm-hmm. Sunday night when I'm back from work, I'll try and watch it then. Um, my only real takeaway from NXT, because it's like the go home show effectively, a lot of it was like um, a lot of it was video package. Um, but my own personal, what I enjoyed from NXT this week was uh, Mia Yim um, handed Bianca Bella her first NXT TV loss, um, and Mia Yim's fucking deserved it as well. She's been so good since she's been there, and um, she's been a slept on a little bit. So I'm glad she's uh, she won. Um, like I say, it was a bit video packagey because there's quite a, there's a, there's five matches on the takeover card, which we'll get to in a second. Um, just want to talk about NXT UK as well. Tony yeah. Storm, Tony Storm defended her UK title against Nina Samuels. I don't know if that name means anything to you. It didn't mean anything to me before this week's TV, but um, they both put on a fairly decent match and Tony Tony beat her and retained. So I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, yeah, what you're going to get out of me compared to you, especially as you're not watching it <laughs> in the first place, but I am pretty much only going to pick out the women's bits because that's what I'm into. You're um, talking about NXT? NXT and NXT UK, because there is obviously a ton of other stuff going on on these shows as well, but um, especially NXT UK. I thought I'm you just... meant specifically TakeOver because I am going to watch no, that. No, 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 no. We'll, do, we'll do the normal TakeOver, but like for yeah. NXT UK specifically, I, I'm not really that bothered with a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I, but, but why I'm, is I'm, that? Is it because women? Is it because UK wrestling is just a bit? Eh, I don't I want to say it, but yeah, I don't like the um, the fatty boys. That you know, in their yeah. trucks, bulldozing over people with their uh, strong-ish style. It's like even like Trent Seven. If he wasn't, yeah. um, if he wasn't with um, Tyler Bate doing the whole mustache mountain thing and British strong style when they include Pete Dunne, like. I wouldn't like Trent Seven at all because he's like, you know, he's got the old muffin top going on. He doesn't yeah. look great, you know. And, uh, if I'm watching him in a singles match, I'm just not that interested. It only, it only works as part of the faction. And um, yeah, it's just NXT UK. I think a lot of fans feel the same way at home here. Um, it's incredibly underwhelming. Um, we don't, it's not taken off as much as they'd like it to. Um, tickets aren't selling out for shows. You know they're pricing them at like fifty pounds. Yeah, they're still got them ridiculous prices. Yeah, which you would like. Pay you could pay for that for Raw SmackDown. And yeah, for the main roster. For yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it just uh, yeah, it just seems a bit over the top. And um, if they if they lowered the prices and said you know like ten ten or twenty twenty fit twenty quid even. Yeah, twenty twenty for adults, ten for kids or something. You'll have a packed arena out. 
Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I, I haven't even looked into seeing if um, there are any, any NXT UK shows happening near me. I don't even know where they are at the moment in terms of taping. I think in Blackpool or something like that. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't know where they were this week. You know, it's it's just a little bit wasted on me. I'm not into it like I kind of should be. But yeah, I am into NXT, which um, which leads me on now nicely to NXT Takeover prediction. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll read them out for you. I'll read them yeah. out. I'll read them out in the sense that I think they're going to go on the show. Um, so basically, we've got vacant NXT tag team titles where um, the uh, what are they called the Viking, yeah. The Vikings laid them down a few weeks ago, like I mentioned on the pod. And we've got, um, so only Lorcan yeah. and Danny Birch versus the Street Profits uh, versus Undisputed Era being Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish versus the Forgotten Sons, which is Wesley Blake's group and he's with Steve Cutler. Um, it's a ladder match, so this is why I think it's going on first. Um, I'll go quick. I think Undisputed Era are winning this. Um, I think Kylo Riley and Bobby Fish are winning this, and I would like those two to win it. Okay. Your thoughts? Um, I have no thoughts because I haven't been following it anyways. Okay. So I think we're just going to go with what your predictions <laughs> Fair are enough. Okay. and Sorry. Um, run with that, really. Fair enough. Sorry, listeners, if you think I'm talking too much on this pod, but Ash has let the side down. <laughs> He's too busy. You will, he? you will hear a bit more from me uh, next next week when we speak about it. Um, hey, who knows? This takeover may convince me to keep on tabs on it weekly. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I, I, I try and watch it weekly. It's only an hour. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I know, it's true. Um, okay, I imagine next would be Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Um, I, I think Matt Riddle would probably win this. Um, he's, he's just been incredibly impressive so far. Um, although I'll get to in a second with a title match, I do think this is going to be a undisputed era night. But I think I can't see Roderick Strong beating Matt Riddle. I just don't think it makes any kind of real booking sense. And with Triple H and Shawn Michaels booking the show, I think Matt Riddle wins. That's just my prediction. I, I also would like Matt Riddle to win because I think he's a cool dude or a cool bro, should I say. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's second match. Um, I reckon the women will probably go on next. Um, you got Shayna Baszler as champion versus Io Shirai, who um, was kind of tagging with Kyrie Zane until they kind of put Kyrie with Oscar. So if you're familiar with the works of Io Shirai, um, I can't see Baszler losing. I think Baszler's too good and they've built her up like to be the next yeah. Ronda Rousey. So yeah. um, Io Shirai is very, very good too. Um, but they haven't kind of built her like they built Oscar um, when she was on NXT. So I can't see past Shayna. Um uh, I would like Io Shirai to win just because I'm just bored of the whole Baszler gimmick. Um, yeah. But yeah, my uh, I would say I would think Baszler and I would like Shirai is my kind of final one on that. Um, the next is a singles match for the NXT North American title. So you've got Velveteen Dream going in as champion and he faces a returning Tyler Breeze. Um, I love Tyler Breeze. I think he's great. I'm glad. I'm glad that he's gone back to NXT because, like, since Fandango got injured, he's just been like 
wandering around catering like I like to say he might have even been like part of the catering employment you know what I mean he's actually giving out food that's how much he'd been in catering Um, but yeah I think Velveteen Dream retains I can't see Tyler Breeze although saying that you never know Tyler Breeze might have gone back to legitimately be NXT superstar again so you never know Tyler Breeze might be the one to beat um, Velveteen Dream but I think Velveteen Dream's got such a good thing going I can't see why they would squash that momentum. So I'm going with, I think, Velveteen, and I would like Velveteen on that one. But um, Tyler Breeze being like a kind of NXT alumni, he's only going to do, this match will only do wonders for Dream anyway. Yeah. You with me? Uh, Okay, so the main event is going to be Johnny Gargano, current NXT champion versus Adam Cole. This match is just a singles match. So basically in the build-up to the story... No bells and whistles. Yeah. So it's been it's been built as like, oh, Adam Cole was like, oh, I got the first pinfall against you in Brooklyn. And then, um, you know, Gargano has been saying, yeah, but I won the match in total sort of thing. So that's why Adam Cole is like kind of fancying his chances as such, because he kind of got the first pin on Gargano last time. And obviously we only need one pin to win this match. So um, I think um, Undisputed Era, like I said just previously, is, um, is leaving TakeOver with all the gold um yeah i think adam cole wins uh, and i would like adam cole to win I, I i like i like johnny gargano and i'm glad he got his moment at takeover brooklyn but um i'm still anticipating him coming back to the main roster soon because him and um him and champa like tagged didn't they just before Champa? that's right there. yeah so um i'm still anticipating um gargano to kind of be kind of if, if you want to call it promotion or whatever I don't like to call it that because NXT is actually better but um, I, I think Adam Cole wins um, the NXT championship and I think it's about damn time uh, for him uh, yeah so I'm going to say I think and want Adam Cole as much as I love Gargano I think Cole Cole's got this one so yeah that um, nice that completes the NXT takeover prediction of the pod um yeah, fantastic. That will be live on Saturday evening at, I believe, midnight. Midnight pre-show, 1am is the start show. It doesn't suggest anything's on the pre-show at the moment, but if I was to predict anything for the pre-show, it would be um, uh, Mrs. Johnny Gargano, whose name... Uh, what's her bloody name? It's gone straight out of my head. Um, Leray, Candice Leray. Um, yeah. I was thinking Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> That's all that was going. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, Candice LeRae. Um, I would expect to be in action that night as part of your pre-show. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try and watch the pre-show as well because I'm a big fan of it. So, but yeah. Cool. You, anything else to add for this week? Because I felt like I spoke a bit. Now. Um, not really. I mean, it's pushing AEW in again. Um, which I kind of really wanted to say at the end, but um, I uh, there has been a lot of talk on John Moxley with Chris Jericho, um, the podcast and that's supposedly to be a good episode. Um, I haven't heard it, um, but from what has been said about it is um, just his reasons of why um, he left, and um, surprise, surprise, creative being a main reason of why he left. Um, 
So um, I'm looking forward to hearing hearing that. I'm actually going to probably listen to, listen to the pod tomorrow and and see what it, see what he says. But it'll be nice to get a bit of insight um, on what gonna, goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm going to give it a listen tomorrow too. Uh, while we're on the topic of Motley, I'm um, I'm a little worried. So um, at, at uh, Double and Often, obviously we had Moxley appear, and he's going to do a I think he said he's going to do a New Japan show or something in between now yeah, and... Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. He's going to be busy, but I'm worried for Renee Young um, because historically, WWE haven't been great with partners of someone who's kind of left them and shafted them, so to yeah. speak. Um, so I'm worried for Renee, and I'm also a little bit worried for Natalia to a degree with um, her uncle Brett turned up yeah. to unveil the AEW world title. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Natalia. I'm worried about Renee. Yeah. Because, but Brett is almost invincible, so I don't think Vince is going to do Jack to you know Brett it, or Natalia. It kind of because um, of, of the Hart family name. But. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it just kind of brought me back to a little bit of the kind of spite of um, you know the old Montreal screw job type of thing because I actually was explaining it to my old man who was watching watching it with me he was going why is this such a big deal and I was like I could just see Vince sitting in his office going we'll wait to see what happens with the other two I mean um, Natalia wasn't on TV this week um, no she wasn't no. Uh, which I don't think is co- like is connected at all but um, no it was I'm a birthday if... though wasn't it so maybe... oh yeah it was this week yeah she did have a um, I, like I say, I just worry a bit for uh, Renee because I do like Renee, and um, I'm pleased that she's got like a position where she's on commentary weekly. Like, yeah. I think that's good for women's in sport. Well, I think the fact that they've they've put her on like a high pedestal, being the first female color commentator, um, it's very hard for them now just to like silently get rid of her. So, yeah. although although she doesn't have the heart family name to protect her she she has got like a status in wwe by wwe that she's, protects um, her do you know what i mean yeah she's worked her ass off as yeah well. she's worked her ass off yeah so and, um, i don't think that i don't I, I understand what you're saying and wwe come you know vince can be vindictive but i don't i, I don't yeah. think i don't i don't think she's in danger Personally. So um, you say about that. Um, there is actually another female commentator now. I don't know if we mentioned it before or not, but Beth Phoenix commentating and like, yeah, all yeah, that's right. Yeah, and NXT, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So I imagine she'll, she'll be doing, I imagine she'll be doing takeover. I can't see why she wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I, I'd be gutted if um, if Renee gets cut. I think she's good as well. Like I enjoy her on commentary. Yeah, I think her, um, I think her and Corey have got a, like a really good kind of chemistry yeah. together. And then yeah. you got Michael Cole there just to kind of do just the ad- Michael Cole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do the adverts for shows that nobody wants to watch. So, uh, that is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, it gets yeah. names wrong and gets finishes wrong. I didn't realize how old Michael Cole was until we. Yeah. JR was commentating on AEW, you know, and I was like, he's, he's a dinosaur, really. Um, you know, it, it was nice to hear the sound the sound of pro wrestling back in the yeah. sense that a JR for me growing up was the voice of wrestling, you know, but um, yeah. he was stuff wrong and he was kind of all over the place. And I was like, oh, he's an old boy, you know, and then that made me think, you know, <laughs> like, 
sport for years was waiting to jump into his shoes. And now that he has, he's got old, you know? So he's like... That's the thing. Like, can you even get too old? Uh, You can get too old for wrestling, obviously. And obviously you can get too old for creative, like we've seen from Vince. But can can you even get too old for commentary as well? Is there a time where when you commentary, when you commentate, it just looks sad? No, I mean it's hard, isn't it? Because it's it's a long show, and you've got to know everything, and you've got to refer to. How your... long was AEW? Um, the, well, double or nothing, anyway. Not sure what the actual runtime was. So um, two hours, but... three hours. Did they do it as long yeah. as WWE? Um, I watched it in like bits because I didn't pay for it. I'm not gonna right, lie. Okay, no, of course not. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure um, how long it actually ran for. Um, let me just check quick. Um, but yeah, it did feel like it was kind of like two and a half hours or something. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not actually sure how long the actual run time for. I'm just literally scanning um, yeah. through Wikipedia. But yeah, I can't, I can't see it, to be honest. But I think, I think it was about two, that was three hours, something like that. It was like, it was like what an old WWF pay-per-view was. and what to be Like honest, an in-your-house one or, or yeah, fully loaded or something like that. that. You know what a pay per view used to used to be and should be really. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be that, that spiteful guy. But you know, when you when you're sitting there for a seven eight hour show at WrestleMania, no, it's yeah, it's a, it's a long exhausting day, and it's um, yeah, you still go every fucking year there, don't you? So. Well, yeah, but it's it's just too long, you know. Um, like Takeover, will only be like two hours. Or two hours, yeah. hours, you know, like, and that's manageable for me. Um, with long yeah, but then it's the amount of talent you've got, and if they don't yeah. use them, then it's like, well, you're not using your talent, so they're an impossible like, predicament. Uh, it's like you go back and watch old pay per views, and like, especially mid mid year mid year pay per views, like Stomping Ground, for example. That, like, <laughs> yeah. When you see the mid matches, like the mid card matches, they're getting no reaction whatsoever yeah. because people yeah. are just tired or they're saving their energy. Yeah. So yeah, they do can they can run a bit long, but um, like I say, I'm not sure what um, AEW's plans are with their um, with their weekly show. They might only be like an hour, for all we know, and it might be a hell of a lot more manageable to watch for a for a you know a wrestling fan with a short attention span, you know. So mm-hmm. just wait and see what they come out with. But yeah, give it a watch anyway if you get a chance. It was good. It was enjoyable. There we go. Well, guys, that has come to the end of this week's pod. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, obviously, it's a bit slightly longer due to NXT TakeOver uh, predictions. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that this Saturday. Um, we will be bringing our review of that with the weekly Raw and SmackDown review as normal next week. So until then, for myself, take care, James. Yeah, thanks for staying with us this long, guys, if you are still um, still with us. Um, I appreciate this was a long one. So, um, yeah, thank you for the support as always. All right, no worries, and we will see you next week. So take care. Bye-bye. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. 
Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.